Podmatch helps you connect with guests for interviews, or you can be a guest on someone else's podcast. With Podmatch, you can promote your podcast so guests can easily find you. Why hassle with connecting people when they can come to you? Podmatch has an easy filtering process where you can either match with a potential guest or you can pass. If you don't have a podcast, don't worry. You can be a guest on someone else's podcast. It's just a click away. Here at Direct Impact, we love the ease of using Podmatch and all the connections that we've been able to make, we absolutely could not have done without Podmatch. So thank you, Podmatch. You have been wonderful to the Direct Impact podcast and we really value our affiliation. Check out our link at https.com colon backslash backslash www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast. This is our new affiliate guys. And if you want to support our podcast, get to know Podmatch. Thanks. Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epting, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epteen with the Direct Impact Podcast. So grateful to be with you guys today. Um, We have another candid conversation with Gregory Martin, and I'm going to let him kick it off. Hey, I got a kind of interesting topic for you today. So as a therapist, you find yourself dealing with very serious and deep issues on the regular basis, if not day-to-day basis. So I was wondering, how does that influence your entertainment? And specifically movies and shows because me personally i find myself i don't gravitate towards very heavy movies anymore i feel as if i get my fill during the week so it's hard for me to not watch anything that's not comedy or light-hearted like those dramedy movies mm-hmm. i can't stand them now mm-hmm. so i was wondering have you noticed anything similar well one, I just want to praise you for your self-awareness. It's like, hmm, I noticed myself like gravitating towards different genres. And, you know, I, I don't think that I've ever thought in depth about it, but um, I really relate to that statement. Um, I literally come home and once I do my journaling and my PM practice and my wind down routine starts happening and I go through all of that. And then when I actually sit in bed, Mm -hmm. guess what I turn on? I have no idea. Just one guess. Uh, Even it's like a genre. It doesn't have to be. Comedy. The Seinfeld. Seinfeld. (laughs) So like almost every single night, my husband Mm -hmm. and I watch an episode or two of a Seinfeld that we have seen probably a thousand times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, and my husband, he's a licensed clinical social worker. He works with soldiers. Mm -hmm. He works, you know, with some really difficult and complex PTSD. And it's... It's refreshing to come home and just kind of watch something fun mm-hmm. and light. And Seinfeld literally is about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
they even boast a show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so we quite enjoy that. And I've always been drawn to comedies, though. I haven't really noticed that shift so much for me. Yeah. But I have been doing this, you know, for 20 plus years. And I definitely I love comedies. I like things that are light and fun. I also really like you know, that edgy part of me. I really like dark comedies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last night we watched cocaine bear. <laughs> oh my gosh. I laughed. So la it was horrible. Yeah, it was yeah. not a good movie. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not recommending it, but mm -hmm. I laughed so hard. I mean, it was, it cracked me up. So, I mean, that was fun for me. Oh yeah. I was, um, so on YouTube, sometimes I check IGN for like game news or even kind of sometimes movie news. And there's like a very like old early YouTube version. They're making something called cocaine shark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course they, they are, right? had an advertisement for that. It makes Sharknado look like triple A production. Or, so <laughs> it's very funny. So when I hear Seinfeld, I hear consistent feel-good comedy. Absolutely. So for me, I, it kind of contradicts what I said earlier, because for me, the sitcom I enjoyed the most even growing up, but I guess that's pre-therapy, mm -hmm. like being a therapist for me, was Scrubs. Mm -hmm. I really, Very really light. enjoyed Scrubs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always just enjoyed comedy and, and like this a silly comedy mm -hmm. i like things that are ridiculous yeah. ridiculous things make me laugh mm -hmm. um idiosyncrasies which is why i love mm -hmm. seinfeld yeah. um that makes me laugh um i love dry humor i love british comedies i just i like sarcasm dry humor dark comedy mm -hmm. um and just kind of like you know just a light playfulness mm -hmm. and you know making fun <laughs> can make fun of themselves is i think one of the most fun and healthy things to see. Did you ever watch History of the World? No. Uh-uh. Uh -uh. Tell me about it. Um, Because I was going to say it was... Now they have History of the World Part 2 out, and I was going to recommend watching that if you want. I forget the name of the director. Mel Brooks is the director. Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. you have to watch History of the World Part oh, 1. Well. That's a movie, but now they came out with a show 20, 30 years later, mm. I think. And then he was also involved in the show, too. So. Yeah. Blazing Saddles is what I think of when I think of Mel Brooks. Yeah, no, 100%. I actually just watched that for the first time, like, last year. Yeah, so. yeah. love him. I love all Jewish comedians for the most part. There is something so special about, I don't know, about them and the way they bring comedy uh, to the world. And especially they can bring comedy out of such sorrow and when you look at their history it is a real gift that has been developed over generations to um cope that way yeah. and it's just a beautiful thing mm -hmm. to um to watch i enjoy that so you talked about tv shows does, does the same logic apply to your movies or do you find you can actually kind of exit that kind of mindset for movies do you find yourself being able to appreciate more genres in a movie format mm -mm. no i i mean i I mean, I can enjoy a movie if it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some things that I'm going to watch once and it's kind of like a purposeful mm -hmm. pursuit. And or like, you know, people are saying, oh, my gosh, this is such a great, you know, movie with, um, you know, just richness and cinematography and all this stuff. And it's like, OK, well, I'd like to spend some time doing that. Yeah. So I might deliberately do that, but I'm not going to keep coming back to it. I can mm -hmm. tell you very quick, like that was a one and done. Yeah. That was a wonderful movie. I can totally recommend it. I see why the world loves it, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. I can identify with that. Uh, again, pre-therapy for me, the one serious, but still comedy. I guess it would be almost a dramedy at a point, but, um, but it was serious with some comedy elements. It was the last one I truly enjoyed was 50, 50. 
with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. It was a story about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character getting a cancer diagnosis. And then yes. Living through that. So, mm-hmm. well, spoiler, I guess. Living through that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have not watched that movie, but I saw the trailer and I was like, and I was interested in that one. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago at this point. Though, so. But I mean, like one of the things that initially drew me to it was one, the storyline, but two, was because Seth Rogen was in it. Yeah. And he makes me laugh when I look at him. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> but I'm sure that wasn't a comedy. However, um, I'm sure there were funny parts in it because he right. just brings that to the forefront and I love him for it. I, I enjoy a lot of his films too. Have you experienced the deep hurt, headache, anger, and confusion caused by intimacy betrayal? Has your partner gone outside of the relationship to feed their sexual compulsion or medicate their inadequacies and anxieties? Do you feel isolated, rejected, deceived, and manipulated? Well, my friend, if you are answering yes and you have endured one or multiple instances of betrayal, you are not alone. Lightning in a Bottle digital course creators have developed a course for millions just like you survivors of betrayal trauma. This course is designed for those injured by infidelity and intimacy betrayal. This course is facilitated by yours truly and created to take you from the trauma of discovery into recovery. The Betrayal Trauma Foundations course will equip you with the fundamentals needed to begin the process of recovery and healing. This includes five hours of psychoeducation, independent insight exercises, continuing care resources, and more. Become part of an exclusive community dedicated to restoration and resilience. For pre-launch registration, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses. This site and pre-registration will save you 15%. For an additional 15%, that is a total of 30% in savings today, enter the promo code IMPACT, that's I-M-P-A-C-T, to receive an additional 15% off. That's a total of 30% off in savings today. So hurry, reserve your spot and save big. So what about your opinion on superhero movies? Hmm. Yeah, I think my opinion on superhero movies is that the masses, especially in our culture, are going to gravitate towards it because they love to see somebody committed to a passion and a purpose and see it all the way through in the way that a superhero does. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's a great representation of the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hello, like those Mm -hmm. are blockbuster movies almost every time. And, um, and so I feel like, yeah, they're always going to do well in our culture. I, enjoy them i really do Uh, but i gravitate to the ones that are funnier so i'm going to be the thor and the guardians of the galaxy person you know because the the comedy in it anything with tom holland was probably my favorite so Mm. i just he has to be my favorite spider-man at this point so yeah it's a shame i think he's done though really yeah at least with spider-man i think i'm not sure someone can fact check me on that i'm not sure but i think so yeah. Which one was Tom Holland? He was the most recent Spider-Man. Oh, the the sh- short, mm-hmm. cute kid. Australian, mm-hmm. I think. British. British. Oh, okay. Okay. Wasn't the previous the one before him, Australian? It was uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay. And then before him, it Toby was Maguire. Toby Maguire. Yeah, which was Millie's favorite. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Which surprises you because, like, that was like my time. You know, Spider Man was, you know, Tobey Maguire era, but now he was my favorite Spider Man. He was uh, probably my first introduction to it, though. I always found myself gravitating towards the non main characters. I guess that's kind of like my protest. I find myself in media always gravitating to the side characters or more of kind of like some of the anti hero characters because, like, in Spider Man for the longest time when I was growing up, Venom was my favorite character. I just thought he looked cool. Yeah, until yeah. the movies came out. Oh my gosh, those were horrible, in my opinion. <laughs> are you talking about the new ones? What Tom Hardy? Yeah, the ones with Tom Hardy. You didn't like them? I did not. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Did not like them at all. I just I think it was the CGI that really kind of yeah for me. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about shows and movies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great observation that you know when you as a human are sitting in deep emotions big emotions and travel with people walking alongside of them through their worst moments in life Mm -hmm. um it definitely will shift the way you want to spend your time outside of work and it will shift the people you want to surround yourself with and how you recuperate Mm -hmm. how you spend your time on the weekends if you will healing and recovering and recuperating and like getting your energy um because you know even when we have i think very good you know emotional boundaries where it's not like Mm -hmm. we're carrying people's home um um, emotions home with us we're not making their stories our stories um however you know there's an impact when you really put yourself in their story you know for 50 minutes eight times a day you yeah. know <laughs> like that that it takes an emotional toll and we as practitioners and i believe every human really but especially people in the helping field mm-hmm. it's very important that we prioritize self care and obviously entertainment's part of that so thank you <laughs> surprising me with this topic because it was fun not a problem thank you so much and i couldn't agree more all right bye does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode then leave a review and share this episode with a friend a loved one a co-worker or whomever because your valued feedback makes a direct impact Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.